and welcome to the very first episode of the Moonchild Musings podcast. My name is Kylie Virtue, and I'm super excited that you're here with me. This has been something I have been thinking about doing for years, and there's been many things that have come in its way, but here I am, finally giving it my all. This podcast is going to organically and naturally evolve, um, but I'm hoping that it'll be a place where you can come and relate, understand, and find acceptance about yourself. I'm going to interlace things about the moon, the cycles, meditations, crystals, astrology, all things woo, yoga, and all things holistic. But first I wanted to talk to you about myself. I wanted to introduce myself and I wanted it to not just be what I am now, but I wanted it to include my entire story because it took me a lot to get to where I am. So as a little girl, I always was a little bit too in tune to emotion, a little bit anxious, a little bit worried. I was very aware. And when my parents separated, when I was in my, about just before teenage years, I unfortunately had quite a strong bout of anxiety. And I'll never remember, I'll never forget, rather, that feeling of losing control of my mind and being so young and not understanding why and not really having the resources, at that point anyways, to really understand my illness. And, you know, at that period of time, if you've been a girl... (laughs) or a boy in, you know, that period of time when you're very awkward, you're 12 years old, and it's already an awkward period of time, physically, emotionally, in school, and then to add in this thing, this cloud over me, it was horrible. I wasn't able to stay in the classroom. My anxiety was so strong. I had a beautiful um, guidance counselor who would take me every day into her space and I was able to do my work and my homework and everything in there with her. But unfortunately that made me feel like even more of a weirdo. So anyways, this was the beginning of my story because during this time I realized that there were people who helped other people because I didn't want to take medicine and I wanted to try and work this out in another way I was connected to a counselor um, social worker and I was even Um, directed into helping other children who also were suffering with anxiety. And this became a really strong interest in me because I thought 
if I could help somebody feel better, if I could ease this thing that I knew so strongly and so well in somebody else, then maybe I could ease some of my suffering and I could find a purpose for it all. And fast forward a couple years, high school ends, and I've, you know, managed to contain my anxiety, but it's still there and very much part of my life. And fear-based living is definitely a part of my life as well. Um, I decided to go to school to be a social worker and, um, you know, continue on that path of helping and healing others. And I um, enjoyed a lot of my schooling, but it was um, a little different than I had expected. There was, in my um, co-op placements, so being placed in, in a counseling setting, working with other counselors, there was a lot of not happy people, burnt out people, people who probably shouldn't be there anymore. Um, and it completely me this completely, you know, soured my view of this world. And here I thought it was going to be this beautiful world where we help people. And then I went in there with this, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young person's approach to life, and it kind of got squashed. And I just I didn't feel like it was right. So I went in a completely different direction. I ended up finishing my schooling, but. I um, decided to go and while I was in school I was actually my other love is animals and while I was there I was working excuse me I was working at a dog grooming salon and it's totally random I know um, but I was working part-time doing that while I was in school and I decided that that was what I was going to do instead. During this time, I had um, a pretty big loss in my life. I lost my father. Now being 23 years old and losing a parent, it's not a common experience. It's not something that other people are going through in my age group or that I could relate to with other people. And especially in the fashion that I lost my father. My father was a tall, dark, handsome, loud, funny, just full of energy and life man. He was the kind of person that would come into the room and you couldn't miss him. He just was this large presence. And even though because of my parents' separation, you know, we had a bit of a unique relationship, my father and I always loved each other, and I always knew that I was loved by my dad. Always. That was never a doubt in my mind. But unfortunately, my dad suffered too. And I was a child who didn't understand that parents also have feelings. (laughs) They also stress. They also um, suffer. And 
I didn't realize it as a child, but as I grew to understand him, I realized that my father was an alcoholic. Not that he ever admitted it, um, but he was progressively getting worse. And it always became a thing where, you know, he would hide his alcoholism. He would um, think that I never noticed, um, but I did. And I got to a point where he was living by himself and didn't have to hide anymore and it just became so full-on that he was drunk every time that I saw him and having this be your parent is a very very strange feeling your parent is supposed to in theory be this protector or this moral compass this strength person in your life that you look up to. And he was not. He was sick. And I didn't know how to fix him. And I wanted to fix him. And I tried to fix him. And I was afraid of him. I was embarrassed. It wasn't like my dad got cancer and I could you know, wear a ribbon to talk about, you know, his disease. It's not pretty. And it's also very, very prevalent. And it's very easy to fall deeply into because you can drink out in public. It's not like he was, you know, a heroin addict. You know, you can go and buy alcohol no problem at a certain age as long as you have money but I was watching this strong tall strapping man this man who was you know an advertising executive in this big company and you know was this very well respected and liked man begin to crumble and begin to lose that strong tall man presence and he couldn't talk about it he couldn't tell us how he felt he had he felt like he had to hide it and I think that that showed me that it's very common for people to suffer and to hide it to want to try to find a way to escape their feelings through something like alcohol so that they don't have to deal with it. But unfortunately, that's not the way to do it. And my dad taught me that. So I had seen him the last time that I saw my father. He had attempted to make lunch for my mother and I and unfortunately he was unable to at that point he could barely hold a spoon he was pretty incoherent and he admitted to me that he was an alcoholic and my dad he was a prideful man 
he was a good man. He was just a little messed up. But I could see the shame in his eyes. He was sad. He knew that he wanted to give up because he couldn't handle his feelings. He knew that he couldn't keep feeling the way he did. And he didn't feel like he had another option. And I didn't want anyone to ever feel like that, especially somebody that I loved. I'll remember this day forever. Fast forward a couple weeks, I was outside in the backyard with my mom and we were listening to Shell Crow doing some gardening and there came a knock on the door and I remember being nervous to see who it was because that was just my nervous, fearful nature. And I went and looked out the window and sure enough, there was a police car sitting outside of our house, which was not a common event because my father, first of all, just to clarify, lived in another house and we never really had a reason for a police officer to visit us. <clears throat> so eventually the police came in and they asked us to sit down. Now, if you've ever had an experience like this, or maybe even seen it on a TV show, you know that being asked to sit down is not generally a good thing. So even though I had never experienced this in real life, I knew something bad was coming. I knew that someone or something had happened, but I truly never thought that it was my dad. My dad was found in his residence on June 16th, 2011, and he had passed away. He had finally given in to his illness, and it eventually killed him. And the following months were unlike anything I could ever truly explain in words. All of a sudden, I went from this young girl who didn't really know a lot about life to this person making decisions about the decor in her father's house and selling the house and getting a real estate agent and all of this just very adult stuff and while at the same time suffering the loss of my father suffering through seeing how he was living and trying to understand why I didn't make it enough for him to stop that was always one of my things that I never understood I always thought I could help him or I would be worth him stopping over but what I didn't realize is that he had a ser very serious disease. And even though it might not be as acknowledged, it is a very real and prevalent problem. And it is all-consuming. And maybe it's not alcohol. Maybe it's drugs. 
Maybe it's getting lost in gambling or whatever it is, whatever the vice is. It was a way to subdue. It was a way to deal with his feelings without dealing with his feelings. And during this time, I was very lost. And I don't know if I ever really dealt with my feelings truly. Losing a parent at such a young age or any time is hard. It was really hard for me to understand, to work through. Um, and miraculously, this fearful, young, anxious person got strong. When I was first told about my father, I didn't break down and cry, which was very odd for me. Maybe it was the shock, but I was able to keep going. And I find that really interesting. And it taught me that there was strength in me. But what mostly came for me was that I didn't want to ever get to the point that my dad was at. I didn't want my anxiety to take over my life. So once everything had ended with my father and we had sold the house and we began to move on, I decided to open up my own dog grooming business. And it was wonderful and scary and a lot of things. And I felt very empowered to own something. My ego was very, you know, it felt very inflated because I got to say I was the owner of something. And I felt even more adult now. You know, I had made it through this big loss. I had, you know, stepped up. But now here I am just keeping it together and opening up a business. And uh, it was a beautiful thing that eventually turned into something that was just too much for me. Um, After about five and a half years, I had realized that I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. And a lot of it was because I was still being driven by my ego. I had still not dealt with my feelings. I still had anxiety and fear. I basically tried to control the situation at my business and the empower of everything and I couldn't you know that's not how things work and it started to become almost like it felt like I was outgrowing it like I wasn't meant to be there forever and It was a decision that I didn't feel 100% about at the time. I'm not sure if one ever feels 100% about a decision that's that large. But I decided to sell my business. And I think a lot of people were very disappointed. And one thing I will say is it was a time where I made a decision for myself, regardless of what other people were going to think and that was an important step forward for me because I so often would make decisions based on other people's needs and 
during the time of my business, I suffered several other losses and I just decided that I wanted, I wanted to make sure that I was living the life that I was supposed to during the time of owning my business. I also lost my grandmother and my grandmother was a key part of my life and my family's life. She was our matriarch. She was um, just so unique and so lovely in so many ways. And we would poke fun of her at her when she was alive. And, you know, she was very spiritual. And it's funny because now I'm very spiritual. And back then I thought grandma's crazy she you know would read Deepak Chopra and practice yoga and tai chi and you know she was just so before her time and she felt like one of those people that would just live forever she was healthy you know she took care of herself and then she died she got sick and she died and I'm not sure I fully dealt with the loss of her for many years as well and I think that was part of the loss and the pain I was dealing with when I decided to sell is I think I was carrying all of this heaviness around you know from all of the losses that I had experienced and I hadn't really dealt with it and I couldn't just keep going. I had to make a break or do something in my life that wasn't just this like masquerade of me being okay. I had to fall a little bit, you know, and I had to break down a little bit. And I know people didn't understand it. People still don't. Even I don't 100%. <laughs> but I don't know if we ever understand fully everything that we do. But it was what I had to do. So during that time, I found yoga. And yoga was like this breath of fresh air. It was like coming home to myself. It was like my escape. But it was a healthy one. And all of a sudden, I'm bringing awareness to my breath. And I'm feeling what my body feels like. And my body felt heavy and pain. My body felt weak and disconnected. And for a while, every week I would go and take chakra yoga. And um, I loved it. I loved that class. I loved the studio. And... It was such an important part of my life. And then came, um, I remember taking a class and coming out and seeing on the wall a poster that said, oh, um, you know, we have our open house night or whatever it was for the, the YTT program, the yoga teacher training program. And I thought, ooh, 
That's interesting. Now, something else you don't know about me is I am a forever student. I love to learn. I am constantly looking for new ways to um, up-level myself, to expand. I'm a Sagittarius, so it's very, very much in my nature. Um, And so I had to go. And so I went, and it was... um, really really neat and I ended up having one of my clients there for my dog grooming business uh, was at the was also interested in doing the YTT which I thought was too funny and I don't know it just felt right so I found the money and I did it and it was amazing and scary and terrifying because I hadn't really been doing yoga for that long and I kind of felt like it's sort of just a leap of faith so once that happened I just felt like this is it this is what I'm supposed to be doing it was like I was getting back to helping others again but in a completely different way in a completely holistic compassionate loving way and that was something that I had never experienced before and I remember reading all of my course material and like totally submersing into meditations and chakras and just everything yoga and it just all felt like going home it all felt like this is me and nothing had ever felt that much like me before even as an animal lover doing what I was doing before wasn't what I was supposed to be doing it wasn't nurturing it wasn't full of compassion it was not what I was supposed to be doing and I knew that this is what I was supposed to be doing and thankfully I had or have rather (laughs) a husband who's very supportive and during the entire story that I've just told you he stood by me he helped me he dealt with everything with my loss of my father and all of my losses in my early life and selling my business and encouraged me um and in there we got married and you know he is really my biggest supporter and I am so blessed to have him and I was able to just step right into this career of helping and healing other people and like I said I um, am a forever student so I became well versed in chakras I did restorative training I did prenatal training I did um, a lot of work with astrology I've done uh, my Reiki Um, And I was just finding all of these ways to try and help people. And it's a beautiful thing, wanting to help people. 
but what I didn't realize and when I had I think you know a lot of dark nights of the soul kind of thing was that I really had to heal myself first or at least be on a journey of healing of myself to start to help other people and true healing true true evolution and growth is very very painful (laughs) and I would love to paint a beautiful picture because there are beautiful parts but there are also parts about sitting in darkness and sitting with your pain that I think my father never could because it's hurtful and painful and it's hard to look at those parts of you those undesirable parts of you those hurt parts of you those parts of you that have been part of you since you were a child but as I started to do it as I started to work through everything that was me I could start to feel like I understood myself more and that I actually gained that control that I was looking for and not in the way that we try to control everything in our lives but in the way that I started to understand and feel strength from my understanding of myself because it was less scary because I saw all of the parts of me and I began to understand all of the parts of me you know the parts of me that were so low in confidence that I you know would try to get people to like me by buying them gifts or becoming something that I wasn't so that they would be happy and they would like me more or the parts of me that would get jealous or um you know the ugly parts of me that my ego would come out and um would be completely be reacting from my pain and there have been so many things along the way that have helped me that have opened my eyes um that have made me think about things differently um the biggest one was the untethered soul by michael singer it was a book I had for a while and then eventually it was just a book I needed to read and that was like I feel like the beginning of my my true journey of looking at myself because so often we think that our life is happening to us this person hurt us this person disappointed us this person broke up with us this thing happened to us And yes, some things do happen to us, but a lot of things are happening with purpose. And a lot of things are happening because of how we are being, how we react to situations, how we live our lives, how we attract certain people so that we can learn certain lessons, how we play out the same scenarios over and over again in order to learn from them because we haven't yet and it's all part of it it's all part of the journey it's all part of the learning 
every time that I would get thrown in an opposite direction than I thought I was going, I would go, why is this happening to me? What is going on? I don't deserve this. Don't I deserve happiness? I don't understand. I'm not a good person. And now, now that I've had this, well, it's been about 10 years of working through all of the why I'm asking myself those questions and the why I feel the way I do and the why that things happen the way they do. I realized that everything in our life, all of the shit that comes in, is going to happen regardless of if we're a good person or not, (laughs) or regardless of if we deserve it or not. It's happening because we are meant to learn something from it. It is happening because we are meant to grow through something because of it. It is happening because it is pushing us to evolve past what we previously were. And when we can start to understand that and wrap our head around it, if I could have told that 23-year-old self that, you know, losing your father is going to give you the perspective of loss and grief so that you can help somebody else through loss and grief, or even that 12-year-old who couldn't eat who lost 17 pounds because she was so full of anxiety that that one day was going to give you the ability to relate to another person to say I've been there and I know what it's like I know how you feel if I could have told that girl that these were all, all of these experiences were going to lead you to where you're going now. I would have loved to, but that girl wouldn't have understood. And that's okay. Because everything eventually unfolds. And eventually, after things have sort of hit the fan, maybe months later, Maybe years later, eventually, it all makes a little bit more sense. Because you're not supposed to know everything all at once. Like I said, it's a journey. It's an unfolding. It's a subtle, soft, harsh journey. And it's one that I'm thankful that I'm on even through all of the loss and even through all of the anxiety and through all of the ups and downs there was so much of my life where I felt so um I I would beat myself up because I didn't have what was the traditional life of you know go to school get a job you know that's and you stay in your job and that's what it is I felt like people would look at me like I was like what is with that chick like can't she get it together and then I thought no I wouldn't have it any other way 
Because at least I'm living. And at least I'm taking those leaps and stepping forward and trying new stuff. And I don't know if I'll ever be, you know, that traditional person. I like to do things different. I like to be a little different. I like to have a life that's full of many things. And that's okay. And I'm thankful for every part of it. Every loss. And every heartbreak. Because it's gotten me here. And there's so many times when I'm trying to help people in my yoga classes or through my Reiki healing or through doing an astrology session where I feel like it has allowed me to sit with them in a way that others might not be able to. And I couldn't be that person back when I was in school becoming a social worker because I hadn't gone through all the stuff yet and sometimes I would feel like I couldn't be a helper or a healer because I was a mess myself but in fact that was what made me become who I am and be good at it and be able to really sit with people through the dark stuff really understand people and really empathize on a whole other level and I think that that is how I became a healer because I had to in order to heal myself and I'm continuing to do it this isn't just an end point I think in life, feeling like we're going to get to a point where we're just healed and great and better is a little silly. I think that being okay with knowing that our lives are these continual ups and downs of joy and sadness is really the way we can find peace. And I think that I'm on a path now path after so much darkness where I can start to bring some light back in and I'm really excited that you are on this journey with me I also in the newest news of my life I'm pregnant almost five months and it was a very interesting timing of getting pregnant I had had quite the year this year, energetically, astrologically, it's been very interesting. I don't know about you guys, but it's been quite the year. And I've suffered loss in different ways and really had to sit and look at myself in many ways as to how I was living my life. And it was really hard. One of the hardest because I sat with myself a lot. So it's interesting because all of the grief that I went through, through losing family members and through um, selling my business was really, really painful. But having to sit with nothing and not being distracted by all of those things and sitting just with myself kind of after the storm has been one of the hardest things I think I've ever done.
having to kind of make that conscious decision to just be with myself for a little while and being okay with it because I had started to feel myself moving in this direction of, you know, kind of being without groups of friends and being with just myself and being without distraction it's scary there's only so much netflix you can watch (laughs) and so many podcasts you can listen to you have to all of a sudden come to terms with things that maybe you've been brushing under the carpet and for me i'm very introspective so i took it as a time to really look at my actions in my life my focus what was important and I realized that they were all not in alignment with who I am with that young girl who wanted to help others it all got distorted and it's not that I was at fault it was that I needed to grow and evolve again and I needed to get back on track and I needed to be real and honest with myself and that's hard and I think that again that was something my father really had a hard time doing so in this podcast it's going to be a real journey and it's going to be a very authentic one and that's my plan you are here with me at a time when I am in a very loss of control point in my life, being pregnant. And I think that this is all very timely, that this baby came when I made space, when I worked through a lot, and all of a sudden there was space for the life that is to come. So whatever journey you're going through right now, whatever life change, grief, excitement, pregnancy, um, loss, come on the journey with me. It's going to be get real and we're going to get authentic and dark and, you know, and light, all of the parts of life. But for me, I'd rather live my life like that than live it in distraction and trying to hide what's actually happening or what I'm actually going through, what I'm actually feeling. So this podcast will be many things as I am many things. I'm hoping to incorporate meditations and to incorporate specific parts about the phases of the moon, astrology is a big part of my life, energy and energetic shifts are a big part of my life, and also just everyday life, everyday feelings, and being a human, and being okay with my humanness, and thanks to this new baby who will be coming in April, there'll be a whole other little journey of having to become a new role that I don't even understand fully yet, becoming a mother, becoming that parent that I spoke of in the beginning of the podcast, the pillar of strength, 
which now as I get older and as I step into motherhood, I can see that we all really don't know what the heck we're doing. (laughs) And that's okay. But what I can do is give that empathy to my child. And I'm thankful that I can give that and that I've sat in pain and I can find understanding for whoever this is to come. And I think it was all leading up to this new chapter. So thank you all for joining me. And this is just the beginning. This is just a tidbit of me and my life and the realness. (laughs) And I look forward to continuing on and getting into all things woo. Definitely let me know if there's something specifically you want to talk about. And I look forward to our next podcast. And lots of love and sending light to you all. Once again, gratitude. Thank you.